The podcast where two nerds sit in a pillow forward and drag the things we love. Because honestly, I got some questions. So warning. Spoilers? Duh. Unpopular opinions? Most certainly. What about fucks given? Absolutely none. Great. Now let's rip into it. petrified by the scary monster in the walls they realize that they have to follow the spiders into the forest to figure out what's going on and honestly i wouldn't have done it like i'm just saying if they were like you know what we should do to find the spooky spook spook monster in the walls that honestly we as 12 year olds shouldn't have to figure out first of all as a 12 year old i could barely find my own fucking socks (laughs) neither less a monster in the walls like are you fucking stupid are you dull? I'm not go. I'm not finding shit. I can base. I can't find my own socks. I can't find a pencil for fuck's sake. I go to school <laughs> and I'm like, hey, to the bitch next to me, you got a pen? I don't know where mine went. Yeah, so they head out into the forbidden forest once again. Once again, the actual children headed into the place that is full of monsters. The forbidden forest, mind you. To find a very specific one. And when they get there, they meet Aragog, the giant fucking spider. Okay, so, again, let's talk about the fact that Hagrid deserved to be expelled. Because (laughs) even though he was not the reason that everything happened... Like, the reason that everything happened and that girl died was because Tom Riddle definitely fucked her over. That's what was happening. A basket was in the walls, in the sink, fucked her over, and she died because of that. However, at the end of the day, Hagrid was known for his love of magical creatures to the point that he, as a student, may at times bring in dangerous magical creatures. So people already had his uh, their eye on his ass. And he brought in a dangerous magical creature that was a man-eating spider in its infancy. And when they were coming to get him, instead of handing this spider over, that is dangerous, he released it into the forbidden forest where it could continue to grow to the size of, like, what, a house? That thing was so fucking big in the movies. Like, I I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but that thing was bigger than my bed, and I have a full mattress, and that thing was giant. And then it had the audacity to speak English. It had the audacity to speak English, not just any other English. It's not like it was throwing slang around like it was cool with the gang. No, it's like him and Oscar fucking Wall were studying side by side. He knew proper English. He could spit soliloquies. He could write poems. Fuck that man. <laughs> A thousand percent. He showed up and he was like, 
because I love Hagrid, I won't kill you. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She was like, good morrow, small children. How art thou this eve? I'm like, fuck you, man. Then no one speaks like that no more. And then he answered a bunch of plot questions, which was all good and cool. And then they were like, I guess we're going to leave now. And he was like, oh, that's cute. And they were like, what? You said you weren't going to kill us. I was like, I would never kill you for thy love of Hagrid and, and for what he's done for me. And since he loves you, I would never hurt you. However, However, I would never deprive my children of a meal. And then they had to run for it. They had to go. First of all, Harry Potter and Ron Weasley, again, dumb as shit. Who, <laughs> who as a 12-year-old, goes to their best buddy and it's like, yo, I need to go into the Forbidden Forest. Are you chill with going with me? No, follow a bunch of spiders into the center of the woods that will that is guaranteed to lead us to a bigger spider. No, who has a twelve year old goes, hey, you ready to follow some spiders? Me, what the fuck are you doing? Are you ready? I would, if I heard a child say that, I would commit them. <laughs> it sounds like, hey, are you ready to follow a trail of spiders? I'm not even ready to follow a trail of fucking breadcrumbs to find Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> No, I'm not ready to follow spiders. Why were you following spiders in the... I know why, but also no. Yeah. I was like, it seems like Hogwarts needs to get shut down now. We're all moving to the wizarding school in England. In my mind... Not England, America. In my mind, Hogwarts is closed for fumigation. That's all I A thousand percent. The spiders are, have been all been running since the, since the basilisk has been let out. And yet there's still spiders left to run. So that tells me there are too many goddamn spiders in that castle. Which means since the at least... At least first two to three months of school where this where the basket was released by Guinea Weasley that these spiders were on the run from this big fucking uh, snake and there was just so much so many so many tiny tiny spiders that they're still running months later <laughs> what the absolute fuck also what fucking gets me but I have a sixth sense when it comes to fucking bugs. There is no way that a bunch of squeamish kids that are just getting in tune with magic didn't realize that that particular spider web looked really fucking big. Maybe I should keep my eyes out. You know for that big moment when you're spiders. like, why look at your ceiling? You're like, why? And you see a cockroach the size of your goddamn hand. But I thousand percent, I know when there's a bug in my room. And I thousand percent, there was a spider in there that could talk. That was on elementary school English. He was still taking the course. No, no, just absolutely not. Like, where the fuck were all of these spiders? And if you're telling me, like, after the debacle with Voldemort and like the Basket, that they all just decided to stay in the woods. I don't believe you. Well, here's the thing. It was only Aragog at that point. What? It was only the really, the one that's gotten really big at that point. It was just that weird magical spider. And all the rest of them are his children, I'm pretty sure. All the his, their, yet, her, I don't... I all don't the know. rest of them are their children, but, like, where did they go? You're asking me questions about spider logic that I cannot answer. It's just, I fucking, first of all, I personally fucking hate the Forbidden Forest. If yes. I could go out there and just with a bottle of gasoline and set that bitch ablaze, I would. Because the Forbidden Forest is populated by giant English-speaking spiders that have a major in English, centaurs, and like unicorns, and fucking demented spirits that are looking for a fucking host. That's what's in the forest, to my knowledge. 
which means that there are at least 101 different things that are just chilling in the Forbidden Forest, which I have an issue with because they are so close to a school full of kids that are at least 11 and up. And kids are dumb as shit. And I know they've gone in there and bitches just haven't come back out. A thousand percent. There's no way. There's a forbidden force for a reason. I'm sure they're not allowed in there anymore because they lost kids. That's the kind of rule that gets set because a specific incident happened. The forbidden force is forbidden because we lost whole children. That's a fact. (laughs) The thing that really gets me about the entire Aragog part of the story is that the car comes back. The magical flying car comes back and it has gone feral. It is one with nature at this point. This muggle maid... (laughs) Ah. automobile has been infused with magic grew a personality and is now one with the forest and it comes and it just shows up saves them and then yeets them back out of the forest and then goes back in like it has a life to live first of all that car has ptsd it does from getting whomped by the whomping willow so i don't know why it wants to live among trees it was like now that i've lived in the darker side of magic i don't want to go back to being a normal family car i want to be wild and live among the trees. You know that fucker's rusted. Which means that during the final book, that fucker is still in there. Like, the Weasleys, I oh, believe, never got there. A thousand percent. We just sort of forgot about it eventually. That car still lives in the forest. The Weasleys, 100%, did not get their car back. We've already talked about the fact that Salazar Sutherland put his entire entrance in the girls' bathroom. That's not sketchy at all. Well, let's talk about the fact that Moaning Myrtle is the bitch who got killed in the bathroom. Right? And she's just been sitting on that information for a long time. I'm not telling nobody. I'm not telling nobody, which you would think is something that you would want to moan about. Yep, she is the whiniest bitch in all of Hogwarts. I'm like, and she will make you know that she's displeased, but she has never once told anybody that she got murdered by a giant snake that came out of the sink. She only told people once, and that was when it was necessary to the plot. Yep, I was just like, how do you, how does that everybody who's ever come in that bathroom know? But I'm, as Moaning Myrtle, I would make sure that everybody knew that I fucking hated the color yellow. Snakes are bitches. And fuck Tom Riddle. That would be my three PowerPoint presentation for anybody who walked into the fucking bathroom. <laughs> Honest to God. In her defense, she was like, I didn't remember. I didn't see the person who was like, I just heard a thing and I looked and then I was dead. And I was like, hmm. I think you remember skills, bitch. I think, I think you remember was, Snake Eyes. I think you know what Snake Eyes. And she I said think that you in know. In the movie, she said that she knew. She was like, I was looking at two. Yeah, like she's like, I was looking at yellow. Like yes. yellow eyes were looking back at me. Yes, yeah, so you remember sinking, you remember Snake Eyes. And you should have told everybody who walked across you that. Like, maybe don't come in this bathroom. I got killed by a giant fucking snake in the sink. I don't know if that snake is dead. However, don't look at my personal advice as a ghost. It's just not to look down. Like, don't look down into the sink. Don't use that sink specifically. <laughs> specifically, don't use that sink. Also, Moaning Myrtle is such a fucking pervert. But we'll talk about she that in the next one. She is. She is a pervert. And she is such an asshole. For someone who got bullied all over their life, she's a real big asshole. And I'm not saying that anybody deserves to be bullied. However... She wasn't making a very good case for herself. No. Every time she's ever there, she's like, no one likes me. And then every time she has the upper hand on anybody, she just starts going in on people. I'm like, you're a bit of a bitch for somebody who is sad about no one liking them. I feel like it wasn't them, but it was you. Like, there can be a growth after death if you're still around. Maybe you should have adapted. I mean, people like him, like Headless Henry. Headless, nearly Headless Nick? Nearly Headless Nick. 
He has friends as a ghost. You can have goat. You can have friends. But you're a bitch, so I guess you can't. It does entirely get me that J.K. Rowling just threw in the information that ghosts can't taste, but if the food's rotten enough, they can they can feel like they can taste it. So if they're having a party, they'll just leave the food out to rot for a long time, and then they'll float through it and be like, ah, oh, it's almost like I can taste something. At this point, I'd rather pass on. And then she just added, like, an asshole, like, headless organization for Nick to be sad about. Also, something that really fucking gets me about Neil's headless Nick in the story how do you not just dismiss everyone back home when something is dangerous enough to paralyze a ghost? He's dead. You're 100% right. That fucking snake could paralyze, like, could, like, petrify a whole ass ghost. If you could petrify something that is technically on a different ethereal plane, you, I can't say shit to you. You win. Yep, I was like, oh, it's time to. The school is yours. It's time to vacate. I didn't realize. At this point in time, the school is yours. The school is yours. And I just want to point out the fact that the fact that a big ass fucking snake was the thing that was killing us was never truly cleared with the student body. No. You see, what happened was Harry Potter went down into the Chamber of Secrets to save Guinea Weasley. And I'm not it's saying because she, she went missing. She went missing. But they were about to like be like, okay, everybody got to go. And they're like, Ginny Weasley's missing. And they were like, ah, shit. And I'm not saying that they should have left Guinea Weasley. However, in America, there is a system that says no child left behind. But I know for a fact (laughs) that if given the opportunity, there are teachers that would leave some students behind, especially if their lives too were in danger of being petrified here's the thing my best friend's sister was somehow stolen into the pipes of a school i would entirely try to get them back especially where i went with them so if my own family was disappeared into the pipes i'm going after that bitch my brother is not gonna disappear into the pipes of school that's not how it's going down personally i would give it some thought oh i would definitely think about it like hmm he would not want me to die like this and i would i would try to maybe like circumvent it in a way that i was like maybe there is another option instead of going into the pipes to find him but after I exhausted all those options, I was like, I guess I gotta go to the pipes. Look, the um, the synopsis of this thing is that Madison Valentine isn't going into no fucking pipes for no goddamn body. So if your <laughs> life is in danger, make sure it's not in danger in the sewers. Because if so, then you can die down there with the rest of the shit. Okay? <laughs> uh... How Harry Potter pulled it together to go into the basement of the basement is beyond me. Cause ooh, I would have been like, ooh. bitch, you're dead. Oh, wait, before that, before that, before that. I am just, I am personally and thoroughly amused. I am thoroughly had by the fact that they're like, Ginny Weasley is missing. And all the teachers are talking like, what do we do? What, how, do we, how are we going to get her back? And Lockhart goes, I'll get her. <laughs> no, no, that's not even what it is. Lockhart's are like, I'll dip. And everyone's like, no, Professor Lockhart. <laughs> You're the defense against the dark arts teacher. You can do this. In a way, they're all like, nah, he'll fucking die. They were just hoping to kill him off. And they were like, you go. They were putting that child's life in more risk, sending him down. They were fine with it, with the idea that he would die too. Have you ever hated somebody so much? That you'd risk someone else's life to get rid of them? That you would willingly point them towards death's door to get rid of them? Because they did. And I was like, y'all. Ron and... And Harry I Potter can... showed them to the entrance 
and just sort of followed him down. No, he, he was like, you first. That was it. He was like, you first. You, I just, it'll be I'm, fine, children. You I'm first. I'm so disappointed. I expect that from only one professor, and that's Severus Snape. But nah. he doesn't care about anybody's life at any point in time. But McGonagall like, was McGonagall. a 1,000% there like, nah, you... you you can do it. I believe in you. You've done this before. McGonagall. Lockhart. McGonagall's like, go ahead and do me a favor and fucking die. Yes. And it was like, not even like pretending she was going to go down there to find Ginny Weasley, even though she was the one who was worried about her. She was just like, yeah, no, you get Ginny. I a thousand percent think you can do this. McGonagall could In the most sarcastic way possible. McGonagall could have 100% gone down there themselves help Harry Potter in his fight and collected Ginny Weasley. But she was like, this is my best opportunity to get rid to of this kill bitch. that motherfucker off. I can live without Ginny Weasley. Which makes sense because she was the last Weasley child. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Ginny Weasley is a fucking useless bitch. Not saying that. I'm sure that there are people out there on the internet that would tell you that all day, every day. But that's not me. I am not archive of our own. That's not, I'm not fanfiction.net. I'm not about to tell you that Ginny Weiss is a useless piece of shit. People have told you that before. However, I will tell you as a definitive fact that Ginny Weasley was the last Weasley child. And they got the rest of them through just fine. Yeah, they got Ronald Weasley, Fred, George, Charlie, Bill, and Percy all through. They're like, you know who can live without one extra child? The Weasleys. I'm sure they won't miss her. They have other mouths to feed. Ron, Fred, and George are the only ones still in school other than Ginny. We got a couple. We got like three kids. Oh, no, Percy was still there. We're like just about, uh, we got two kids through and then the four left. I think we can, I think if we only lose one in this track record, we're doing real good. There are like Ginny Weasley, like keeping Ginny Weasley, this non-descriptive ginger chick alive versus killing Lockhart. Killing Lockhart wins every time. So they get into the Chamber of Secrets. It takes a lot of, it takes some work. There's a lot of running around because they're scared because there's something big and slithering in there. And honestly, me, same, I get it. They had to like, I don't, like they landed in like a pile of goo or something. Bones. Bones, that's right. And then what happened to, Lockhart tried to obliviate them. Lockhart wanted to fucking dip. He was like, I'm going to obliviate you, and it's going to be a sad, sad story about how you guys died and how I killed the beast, but I couldn't save the three of you. <laughs> and I was, they were like, bitch. But he took Ron's broken ass wand to do it, which is another thing that gets me. I was like, you are a wisdom school. You don't have extra wands for people who break their wands. absolutely no way that they have extra wands. Not when you're that close to Hogsmeade. I was like, Ron's wand was a danger he had hurt himself he had hurt theater had exploded several times there's no way they didn't get him the school did not pay for him to get a different one no, even a second hand one no that's nonsensical because wizards are in control of what wants that they get it is instrumental that wizards are personally involved with the ones that they themselves carry that's why they all have to go get it Personally, they have to touch it. They have to feel it. They have to connect with it. That's why Neville was so shit at magic because his wand wasn't his wand. It was a hand-me-down. Yep. 
So that means that his wand wasn't personally connected to him and it didn't mean shit to him. So he was shit. That wand should have been put to rest and into retirement or returned to the wand shop as soon as, it owner, as, soon as its owner had died. Ron can't, like, the school can't offer replacement wands because wands are such a personal thing. Having a sec- different hand-me-down wand or, like, a communal wand would have been better than watching his explode in his hands. I don't know. I feel like Neville had a hand-me-down wand. Like, that's, it was a second-down wand, technically. And shit Neville or Ron? Neville. Oh, Neville, too. Neville yes. had, like, a second-hand wand, and that shit would blow up in his face all the time. Yeah. I feel like a broken wand is just as bad as a second-hand wand if you're not connected with it. I just don't think if after, like, a fifth explosion in your face, I think you're like, the school has enough money in its coffers to pay for you to get a new one. Yes. I would, I agree that they're like, we should get you a new wand. They should help get you a new wand. Yes, there should be, like, some sort of scholarship program that gets you a new wand if yours keeps exploding because it doesn't like you. Why isn't there wand insurance? There needs to be wand insurance. Like, this is, like, after that one broke, they could have been like, you can't practice magic with a broken-ass wand. We have to fix that. I wouldn't. If I, as a wizard, I would bring wand insurance into existence. Also, I don't think any of the teachers fucking tried. I think only the kids were like, Repero? Repero. Repair, perhaps so. To fact so, please. <laughs> like I think only the kids tried to fix it ever, and I was like, how did that not get tucked into a teacher who saw it explode like for the twentieth time in class and be like, nah, somebody else, something <laughs> this can't keep happening. Ronald Weasley, why you keep exploding in my class? Yes, so he steals Ron's wand, his Ron's broken ass wand, which at least it had a narrative reason to stay broken and not get replaced. Supposedly, and then he obliviates itself because it's the only it is the only spell he can actually do <laughs> it is like you didn't do this i did Obliv- thanks for your story motherfucker his obliviation spell is actually very advanced it's the only thing that is interesting about him it really is which almost alleviates dumbledore from the lack of background check he did because apparently everybody who would know better has been obliviated okay let's also talk about the fact that dumbledore's absolute shit when it comes to selecting um, teachers on the staff. Don't get me wrong. McGonagall, yes. Severus, yes. Yeah. Everybody else. Love him, but nah. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad yeah. teacher. But Lockhart? Nobody wanted Lockhart on there. And I can understand if you're like, he's like some sort of hero. Like everybody is like praising him or whatnot. But a month into Lockhart being there, there is no doubt by every student and every professor that that man is a fucking idiot. Yeah, Why is he still like, around? First of all, how do you get a permanent job instead of being like an adjunct professor who's just coming in on a trial basis? He's all he is is a celebrity. He like just because he wrote some books doesn't mean you know shit up all about him. Not a goddamn thing. Everybody should understand that books could always be fiction. Nobody really has to tell you the truth. Like becoming a teacher at Hogwarts should be a more strenuous process than just being like, I wrote some books about some dark magic shit. No, uh, no truth serum, nothing? You're not gonna... Yes, sir, I did invite that guy. Where is my proof? I have none. However, you may take my word. Like, how does this happen? So they're in the fucking Chamber of Secrets. He tries to turn on children. Children. Actual and, children. And leave them down there. To die. To die. And then it backfires. And we're like, well, we've lost the, the only adult with us. I mean, he was useless, but there goes, like, the sense of... the. Like, moderate sense of security that we could have had from like a presence of someone over the age of 20 honest to god and so then they wander about they get separated i think that like the, one of the tunnels collapsed or something 
Yeah, the towers collapse, and Ron is stuck with Lockhart. With Lockhart, and Harry goes to find Guinea, and what and finds out whatever the fuck is happening. And when he finally gets down there into the basement of the basement, he doesn't like he finds Guinea there on the ground, but also somebody standing over him, who happens to be Tom Marvolo Riddle, who is Lord Voldemort. But when he was going to school there at Hogwarts. And he flows in the air his little anagram where he turns a Tom Riddle into Iron Lord Voldemort. Which I was like, you know what, that might be the only like really clever anagram I've ever seen. But at the same time, you dramatic bitch. Oh my god. Like, that was a theater kid if I've ever seen one. That's a theater kid if I've known one. That's somebody who's worked on their pseudonym for their pen name for a long time. They had to think this one through. Like, oh my goodness. I Okay, kid. I get it. I, I, I get it. All You're right. a dark wizard. You're edgy. Fine. Here we are. I get it. Can you return the child you kidnapped? And Voldemort is there, Tom Riddle is there spouting some shit or what the fuck ever. And he commands the snake from the statue that it lives in, a statue of Salazar of Slytherin, to attack Harry Potter. And then he's like kind of doing better than he should have for a little bit. Perhaps. Honestly. Um, and then Fox, the phoenix, just like... Shows up, caca, motherfucker. I was like, I don't. Why didn't Dumbledore follow you? Why, why is why are you here, and Dumbledore not? Dumbledore dropped the ball once again. He sent somebody else, aka his entire fucking pet bird, <laughs> doing this for him. And it claws out the the snake's eyes. Which I mean, go go phoenix. One phoenix, one phoenix snake, nothing. <laughs> However. I just want to point out the fact that Dumbledore doesn't fight his own fights. He sends out children and animals to do it for him. Fuck you, Dumbledore. Always has. Always will. It's like, instead of going down there and helping carry part of myself, let me send my pet bird. What the fuck? Yes, Kaa shows up. I was like, uh, here's the thing, Dumbledore. I Didn't Dumbledore get arrested? Was Dumbledore arrested at the time? He deserves to be in jail, but no. Mm. Not in this book. Okay. That was, that's, that is a different book, you're right. That's been, a, <laughs> I finished this book a while ago when I reread it. But yeah, only Hagrid's arrested in this one, I'm pretty sure. But yes, yeah, so Fox shows up, claws at his eyes, drops the sorting hat. <laughs> Harry takes the sword out of the hat, which is something that gets, gets introduced much earlier in the, the story. The sword that is... Godric Gryffindor's. Godric Gryffindor's sword. And then he slays the basculin, which is, again, Salazar Slytherin's basculin. His familiar, actually. Just like a thousand-year-old animal. <laughs> like, I'm not... Oh my god, just... No, I can't think of it. I can't think of all, if everything was just fucked over by killing this one snake. I'd rather not think about it. So he kills the snake, ends up poisoning himself in the process. I think, like, either he got bitten earlier or he ended up getting stabbed through the arm with he one got, of the, the fangs that actually had venom in it. He got nicked, I think. And so he was dying on the floor next to Jenny Weasley. And I was like, this is a lot, guys. Oh. Once again, Harry Potter was actively dying. Uh <laughs> And then Fox comes over and it cries its phoenix tears. Cries its phoenix tears. Into his wound and heals him in the way that apparently neutralizes poison that's already running through your bloodstream. Because phoenix tears can heal everything. That is the only thing that I will be standing up for in this entire podcast. <laughs> 
Phoenix tears can cure and purify anything. That is the point of being the Phoenix. Yep. That and you can die and come right back, which I guess is cool. However. So Fox heals. Wait. Fox heals him after he's already stabbed the diary. Uh-huh. With the venomous fang. Uh-huh. Which when I watched, I remember watching the movie as the longest time ago and being like, is that like pouring too much ink on it and overloading it or are you poisoning the book? How I don't, I don't know the logistics, I don't know the magical logistics of stabbing a magical cursed diary with a venomous fang of a basilisk. I don't know how that works. But he pretty much kills the horcrux inside of the diary and ruins the diary. He starts dying on the floor. Fox the Phoenix saves him. Destroying the diary sort of restores Ginny Weasley. And they both hobble the fuck out. They have to lug fucking Lockhart back up the sink with them. I just feel so bad. And then they're and then they're just like back out there and have to explain everything that happened to a bunch of fucking adults who weren't there to help them. I'm just saying, I would have left that motherfucker down there. I really would have. So they explain their shit to the adults who did not help them defeat the basilisk. Everything is right and well with Hogwarts again, as right and well as it ever fucking gets. My question is, who got Harry out of that? A phoenix. No. The phoenix helped him. But in the movie, he blacked out. I'm trying to remember. I have I read the book like three weeks ago. I'm trying to remember how it ends. I know the fox heals him. They hobble back their way back to Ron. Ron was able to get around the blockage. He finds them. And maybe he blacks out at that point. They just sort of end up back there. Oh, Harry Potter blacks out and he wakes back up in the infirmary where he belongs. His second house, I think. <laughs> Pretty much. And Dumbledore was like, welcome back, Harry. And I'm like, mind your business, motherfucker. And I was like, you didn't do shit. Get out of here. Barely, you barely see Dumbledore in this entire book, however. Dumbledore is not present for a lot of this book. And I'm like, sir, where are you? Your school is falling apart. Kids are being petrified in the hallways. A ghost has entirely been petrified. Be more worried. Be more concerned. I'm he showed up. He showed up in the hospital wing a couple of times. I hate Dumbledore. Dumbledore is just doing the least. Like how I say people are doing the most, he's doing the least. He's doing the least and he should be jailed for it. But I think that Dumbledore should be jailed for a lot of reasons. So I am a biased account. He showed up. Then he showed up when Haggard gets uh, put in prison for just being someone who was a suspect years ago. Racism. And has no, <laughs> they have no way of proving. Racism. Even if the guy who arrested him, the head of the Ministry of Magic, was like, we don't think you did it, but we have to arrest somebody. I was like, what is that achievement? You can't. You are, you are admitting to getting a patsy for the police. That's illegal. That has to be illegal. That's illegal. And if there was, an, any, there was a legal lawyer, if Hacker wasn't, I'm sure, dirt fucking poor, he could sue you to hell and back. Like, there's no fucking way. I do think they gave, they were like, oh, you've been cleared of all charges at this point and you're allowed to have a wand again. I was like, now that he's in his fucking 40s and no longer of age to be fucking studying, what the fuck is wrong with you people? He uses a broom as his wand. He uses an umbrella. umbrella. And I'm just, Lame! And I'm just like, y'all are trash and I hope you all know that the wizarding, the wizarding um, government is garbage. I do. I recognize that wholeheartedly. Harry F- Potter fucking saves the day once again. Lockhart has lost his memories for fucking ever because he's trash and he obliviated himself. The one real skill he has was used on him. And that is Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. 
one of what I feel is the most tedious of the books out there. However, really? I feel like we're going to say that exact same thing after I talk about the Goblet of Fire or the Prisoner of Azkaban because these just keep getting longer and longer and more tedious. Here's the thing. I like this book much more. I don't. I did not rewatch the movie because I never cared for the movies as much as everybody else has. I watched the movie and I was like, on a in a perpetual stage of please fucking fight me. I want nothing more than to punch your face in. For both Dobby, uh, Malfoy Senior. Oh yeah. And um and Dumbledore. God did I want to punch Dumbledore. Something we didn't mention. Dobby became a free elf. Dobby became a free elf. Fuck Dobby. <laughs> Dobby in this book. Explain for real, to them though. how that happened. Okay, so after all of everything has gone down, Harry Potter wakes the fuck back up. He re- he gives the diary to Dumbledore, and Dumbledore is like, hmm, curious and curious. And then Lucius Malfoy busts in, like, I think, I feel like he got arrested because I feel like D- Dumbledore got arrested or something because he was like, what are you doing back here? Blah, blah, blah. I'm on the board of directors, blah, blah, blah. And Harry Potter is like, this is yours, isn't it, sir? And he's like, uh, uh, I'm leaving. Leaving Dobby come. He just like dips out. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Malfoy he... was like, here Dobby, hold this. And then Dobby took the diary from Malfoy, opened it, and there was a sock in there. But and Harry Potter know, had slipped. And as some of you know, a uh, house elf can only be free when their master presents them with a piece of clothing, as Malfoy had done, which made Dobby a free elf. Harry Potter had quietly slipped the sock off his own foot. Don't know how he'd manage that. No. And into the diary for Lucius Malfoy to give to Dobby to free him. That's a trick. Sneaky, sneaky little motherfucker. I'm like, I don't know how you got your sock off without notice, anyone noticing, but bravo. Bravo. And that was, in fact, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Hey, Not the Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber, Chamber of Secrets. Secrets. I'm tired. We literally stopped this halfway through, got drunk, got sober. And, I'm and started done. again. And we're done. If you had to rate this book from 1 to 10, the movie, you watched the movie, uh-huh. how would you number it? I would give it a solid 5 to 6. Because as no matter how angry I was, this was one of the more fun sort of Harry Potter um, movies. It pushed you more into the magical world. You knew that there were magical creatures. You got a feel of everything, that everything was dangerous, but it could still be fun. Like, Lockhart was a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit in the way that things could be a bit more fun. Yeah. If I had to rate the book, I would give it a seven. A solid seven. Not just for nostalgia purposes, because the first book got all sorts of points for nostalgia, but because it was legitimately better than the first one. Oh, shit. Which I remember liking the most, so it was very surprising that I was like, second book, I was like, oh, we have, we have progressed. I, I got through the book much more easily. I enjoyed it more. And if you literally just, like, think about what happens in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, it is a wild fucking ride. And I was like, this is actually a pretty fun plot. It was. The Chamber of Secrets is a lot more fun than the first book. The and first we, one was all just like, there's a rock somewhere. You have to know where it is. <laughs> the first book, you have to establish who the characters were, what their um, line in the narrative was going to be, and how we were going to take it. The second book was just also helping establish that, but also being like, hey, but not everything's doom, gloom, and gonna be killed, but also fun. Yes, there was even though there was a lot more close murder calls in this one. So many closer murder calls. We really should talk to somebody's parents. Somebody's parents somewhere should really take their kids out of Hogwarts. 
But that, my dear witches and wizards, is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And with that, we bid you adieu. Come back for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Because for some reason, we don't double-check any of our sources in the visiting world. And you know what? That really gets me.